Recording in the remnants of a hurricane. It's Hurricane Vince. Hurricane Vince doesn't let the motion stop. time this one comes out people are like oh yeah there was a hurricane oh yeah yeah four weeks ago <laughs> all right well i am dom i am fam and we are channeling the midlife crisis reliving early 90s syndicated professional wrestling on saturday morning superstars well we're in cold open hell where and when are we all right ladies and gentlemen it is october 24th 1992 and we are for i believe the second week in Winnipeg Arena in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. No intro again. I think the new intro is Mean Gene. Mean, <laughs> mean that's, Gene's that's the new opening credit. That's true. I guess all of those old wrestlers just weren't cutting it. So Vince was like, I know what to do. We just stick Gene's chrome dome on there. That'll capture the audience. Yeah. How can you resist <laughs> that mustache? So furry and soft. Yeah. Everybody loves a caterpillar. Yes. Ketchup, a mustard, macho man, and the ultimate warrior are called out to an interview to open the show. Warriors in all bricks. Yes. So I don't know when the whole thing goes down where he flakes, but I'm guessing it won't happen for at least another two weeks, let's say. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he flakes sometime in October, but they've already taped all of October's episodes. But with that thought, Mm-hmm. somewhere along the line if it is october in fact that he flakes they're gonna have to do some kind of quick change to what they had planned to air here's how quick it ends up being on tv i don't know okay. if it happens in real life but you know how peacock has the little thumbnails mm-hmm. one thumbnail is all three perfect flare and razor looks like they're doing a promo because they're behind mm-hmm. the promo background and the very next thumbnail is just Razor and Flair, and they look pissed and no perfect anymore. And that date for that show, November 14th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, okay. it is a last-minute change. Wow. Okay. So we still have a little bit of time going on that. So, well, that makes sense, because that being October 24th, we're going to have a Halloween episode, because that will be October 31st, and then we're going to have a November 7th. So we've got two more weeks. So anyway... Macho comes out to the cold open. So the reason I brought that up is because at first I thought he was coming out by himself. Yeah. When he came out and now the Macho Man, I thought he was like, I don't know what happened, but. uh." Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was waiting for. The bond is broken. (laughs) The the unbreakable bond. The Ultimate Warrior and the Macho Man have a friendship that could that could not be crushed by anything was Mm -hmm. crushed. So here's my new theory. Okay. Okay. Vince is having second thoughts about the warrior, whether or not it's because he's no showing things or because he's crazy or because maybe he's getting sued by the government about large steroid enhanced wrestlers. Very <laughs> well could be. To, yeah. And he goes to Brett 
and maybe that is why the warrior starts flaking out he's like i was in the title picture you gave the bread i'm out maybe that was the catalyst i don't know yeah we'll have to ask the warrior yes <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no <laughs> i'll start the seance <laughs> get papa shango and his shit out here <laughs> he's gotta have something in his bag of tricks to bring yeah. back the warrior we get a lot of pontificating between the two of them i noticed this as macho man comes out he points a lot to the crowd yes points a lot to the crowd lots of the crowd point to the crowd point to the crowd point to the crowd when ultimate warrior comes out he points up <laughs> yeah. he does a lot of this well that's where his Point warriors are <laughs> they're like, in parts unknown yes they, they are in parts unknown which must be up but i was like <laughs> that's is... it that's that's the key to becoming a top guy in the wwf because you got to do a lot of pointing a lot of pointing, a lot of pointing. yeah you gotta yeah. represent the fans wherever exactly. they might be in the spirit realm <laughs> or uh, live in the actual audience yeah. Lanny Poffo must have written Macho's promo. I'm smart! Not like everybody says! He breaks yeah. into a poem. He does go into a poem. I I, I just have down here, Macho spits a rhyme. Yeah, he's got the prose. <laughs> I was like, put a beat behind that. Warrior starts beatboxing. Yeah. <laughs> Macho does a poem and the warrior speaks incomprehensible bullshit. Of course. So they, they clearly are picking opponents though which i think is interesting because it's supposed to be a tag team match yes but macho is clearly calling out razor and ultimate warrior is clearly calling out flair which begs the question if this were to happen if ultimate Warrior were to make it to survivor series why not just have two singles matches i was thinking that too because we finally get the rundown of the whole card and there really isn't a single survivor series match no. in the survivor series no there's a half ass one with some tag teams yeah it's basically SummerSlam in the fall it's fall slam yeah thanksgiving slam <laughs> christmas halftime slam yeah <laughs> because the, the whole concept of survivor series is pretty much dead in on this show yeah like they're they're waning from it five down to four down to let's have a real main event and now it's mm -hmm. like forget the whole concept exactly completely gone so i know we're we're getting down to the last sightings of the ultimate war for quite a while i did not transcribe it so you mm -hmm. could translate it because there really wasn't too much to it he said like two lines and one of them was to macho man the only thing i did take notice to is he is constantly commenting on what he can now see through macho's glasses yeah he's got some <laughs> ar vr super madness glasses <laughs> that are allowing them to see destinies exactly you see the destiny and, and i was like well that that makes sense why like macho's been wearing them for so long that's why he's so crazy he's got me convinced like i'm totally convinced this isn't a work you put that shit on and you're gonna see some weird <laughs> you put these on man you're gonna see some shit you are. I, I really want to see what he's seeing exactly i don't need to take any drugs for this i just need to put on the glasses i need the macho man this glasses exactly the, the maniac vision yeah one thing that's really doesn't work at all like they're color coordinating themselves mm -hmm. into uh hulk's colors which i think sure. is kind of lame but they didn't really get their act totally together they're still doing their own stuff at the very end macho is spinning and warrior is running in place and it looks ridiculous <laughs> the two guys like one's spinning one's running in place and it's dumb 
it's, <laughs> it's it's like they're on their their own funhouse rides. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least Owen Hart, he's like, look, I'll, I'll do the bird thing with the Birdman, but he sure. wasn't like rocketing off while the Birdman's doing bird things. It's like, yeah, they're still separate, and that's what kind of made this. And you're totally right with the the yellow and red. Like, I think this is Vince trying to relive the Mega Powers. It yeah. totally is. He's trying to relive the Mega Powers with this duo but these guys have such built-in gimmicks that really don't work well together they they're better as individuals yeah the, trying to put them together just didn't i don't know it didn't really click i never really liked main event singles guys in tag matches i thought it was just yeah. a waste of time here's an interesting fact that i kind of figured out it seems like in this day and age in 1992 the big thing for the pay-per-view was to put the big guys in a tag team against the big bad guys in a tag team. Right. Whereas today they put them like in tag teams on raw mm -hmm. so they can fight individually on the pay-per-views. Yeah. It's like a placeholder to further a feud. Yeah. The singles. Exactly. As goofy as it is, the crowd's actually there for it. They are. They're going crazy. They got they all are. the merch. Mm -hmm. And we go to uh, green screen Vince and Perfect. Yep. To kind of, I guess, open the show. Flair is still after Brett, but the Survivor Series match is still intact. The Maniacs will not survive Survivor Series, says Perfect. I just kept looking at Perfect during the whole thing and his <laughs> facial expressions with everything that Vince is saying. Yeah. He switches to somebody. I think he switches over to Brett or something. You just see the perfect facial expression just completely change so quickly. Yes. It's awesome. He's got the smile for the camera. Yeah. I roll at Vince. Smile to the camera. I roll at Vince. Exactly. <laughs> and then we're back in Saskatoon. Not as many references. You would not get as drunk as No, week. not not tonight. But this week we'll have the natural disasters, the tag team champions, Nails, Nails. the Undertaker, and Papa Shango, and that's what's advertised. But there is more. Yes, there is. Because we got music hits, and this music always fools me because I'm like, who the hell is this? Exactly. Every time it goes so on. It starts with just one long distorted guitar note, and I had no idea who it was, but apparently the audience did because they were all up. They were cheering, and Kona Crush yes. comes down the aisle. It's Crush versus this is the Night of the Unknown Red Tight. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the lower thirds are gone. They don't even announce their name on camera half the time. And yeah. the only reason I know who any of these people were by watching the episode is if Vince or Perfect happened to mention their name during the match. Yes. Because these guys are anonymous. And this first one that we meet here uh, was a little bit difficult actually to find online because usually I can just type these guys' names into Google. This guy's name is Ken Johnson. So I put Ken Johnson Wrestler and it will give me like some information on them. And that's how I find my, you know, uh, quick things. But fun fact, I guess, I don't know why this cape coming up, but when I put in Ken Johnson wrestler, mm -hmm. the first thing that comes up is the Slickster. Really? Is <laughs> yes. that his real name? I guess that must be his real name. Slick's real name Ken Johnson? <laughs> yes, yeah, because there's, there's two actually that came up. And mm -hmm. I had to do some digging to find just a little bit of information on this Ken Johnson. Because the there's <laughs> Ken Johnson, Slick, and then there's Kenneth Johnson, mm. who I think is a more recent wrestler. But, uh, but Ken neither Johnson, of them are this guy. No, neither of them are this guy. I, I think uh, that's funny because he's the only dude who's got his name on, on the screen. Yes. And even the picture that they have 
for Ken Johnson on the IWDB that I usually go to looks nothing like this guy. No, no, he's like a much bigger dude with brunette long hair. Well, that, so, I mean, that's possible. He could have gotten it's bigger. It's possible that it and- could be. Yeah. Leached here. Well, anyway, Mr. Ken Johnson has 15 televised matches to his name. Went by Ken Johnson, Kenny Johnson, and Mad Dog Johnson. Well, there you go. I mean, he looks like he's a real dude because he's built, he's got real gear. He kind of looks like early Hollywood blondes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Austin. Yes, I do see that. And I did, I actually kind of appreciated his tights because when they first show him it with the lower third, looks like he's got red tights on. <laughs> yes. I see him in the match and he's turned around. I was like, no, wait, he's got blue tights. Is it the same guy? Oh, the back is blue. The front is red. That's right. He's, he's got the, uh, me. <laughs> the, North, the North Penn marching band gimmick where you turn around <laughs> and you're a different color. You're a different, that can't be the same band on the field. No, they're now backwards. Exactly. Lots of crushing from fans. Ken yes. does his, I want a handshake, and he kicks Crush while doing it. Crush no-sells it, and then just starts power moving him. Slams, Lots, presses, yes. exercises with him. Lots of power moves. Vince touts Crush as a 300-pound monster with the agility of a gazelle. Yeah, I the gazelle <laughs> reference like he's powerful, he's huge, he's crush. He's a gazelle. <laughs> Can you find a weenier animal? Like I think of a gazelle like with like real thin legs. Yeah, Just, you know, <laughs> graceful and pretty, and, and something exactly. not a Bambi, not like crush. I know. Exactly. That was my big thing uh, on this one. But besides that, yeah, a lot of power moves. I want one guy who does the the exercise equipment gimmick where he lifts the guy over his head and starts using them as dumbbells. Make him be other exercise equipment. Like Crush is using him as a stationary bike, as a Stairmaster. <laughs> as, a, as a Stairmaster. <laughs> as a rowing machine. As a yoga ball. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's always dumbbell. Oh. That's not original. Dude, come up with something else. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. We get a picture in picture of Crush, which talks nothing about him. No, he's, I mean, and every day he's more Hawaiian than the day before. Like now he's practically Don Ho. Tiny bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like... We start the picture picture off with Aloha, of course. Mm-hmm. And then he starts talking about the main event of Survivor Series. Yeah, he's like, I got nothing, so I'm going to talk about something better. (laughs) They they told me I have to talk about the main event because right now they've got nothing for me backstage, but they want to keep me on screen. I don't know, but then he says Shaka at Mm -hmm. the end of it, which I don't know what that means. Perfect says, what did he say? It's funny hearing Vince say Shaka. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Shaka. Like Vince is pretending he has nothing to do with the fact that this guy's now Hawaiian crush. I know. I know. Perfect's got my line of the night with the big whirly twirly backbreaker. <laughs> yeah. I noticed he did two backbreakers in this. He yeah. did one regular at the very beginning of the match. And then he does the tilt-a-whirl. That's what I like to call it. The tilt-a-whirl yes. backbreaker right before the finishing move. move. Yeah, it's a setup. It's a good one. Yeah, it is. It is. So at that point, it was time to pop the head off of Ken Johnson. And I noticed that he added uh, or maybe he's done this before but he adds a, a lift to the popping of the head um, he takes the guy's head starts crushing it and then he lifts him 
and throws him down to the ground while he's still crushing him. I remember the lift and down, but I don't remember if he did the crush first, then lift, and then down, or just lifted and down. Like, it might be mm-hmm. in a new spot. Because he used to pick him up by the head and slam him, but now he might be crushing him and then picking him up and slamming him. Or maybe yeah. it's just it looked different this time. This particular one looked fairly brutal. Fatality. Yeah, it's a shame he had no personality. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Like, he was almost the total package. He had the size, and he had a good look, and he can wrestle as much as any other big main event monster guy. But he he just didn't have the charisma. Like, he never found a gimmick ever that you can get behind. He, he he tried to bite too many styles. I mean, it gets real ridiculous when people trying to bite your style. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't find a style of his own. No, he didn't. he had a bunch. Because I'm watching all this wrestling for the show, my YouTube algorithm thinks that's all I want to see. Mm-hmm. So they have like a like a history of Crush from Kona Crush to and he's got Demolition Crush and then when oh, he wow. was a biker and then when he was in Chronic and so one of these days I'll watch it if I really cared about Crush bra- braided Crush when he was part of the uh, yeah yeah the Nation of Domination yeah he comes back from a Jamaican vacation they're like what happened to you <laughs> well you know the they got that guy at the resort they'll do your hair he's like well keep oh, yeah. it <laughs> we like it yeah I had a bunch of fifties I just needed to blow them before I. Left the island. Yeah, it's like this money's useless unless they spend it here. <laughs> yeah. Disasters are next. Yes, they are. Weighing in at 852 pounds. So we get the 300-pound crush followed by the 852-pound natural disaster. So we're really pushing the big guys yeah, at the beginning of this episode. It's kilo night here in, in <laughs> Canada. It is. That, that's how they build it. Come on. Sunday, we're taping Canadian kilos with, with crush. <laughs> Coming down the aisle in a tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> We reinforced the floor. This is a little bit different. I think Earthquake, I've almost convinced that Earthquake was hurt because they'd have Typhoon run the match and Earthquake would come in just for the tail end of it for so many weeks. But Earthquake starts the match and that's, I think, Mm -hmm. a first for our show. Yes, he did start the match and they are facing uh, Bill Joyden, or (laughs) Jodoin, if I say that correctly, J-O-D-O-I-N. Okay. Jodoin, Bill Jodoin. And Tom Stone. Tom Stone we have seen before. Tom was on there last week. We did see him before. Bill Jadoin also went by Snake Williams, which he should have just kept that one. Stay with Snake. Or Bill Jordan was an easier one. Uh, (laughs) There. What's your name? Uh, No. (laughs) You're you're Bill Jordan. Yes. He he retired very soon after this, actually. His debut was in 1980, but he retired in 1993. Oh, he had some mileage. He had a 13-year career. Yes, he did. Tom Stone, on the other hand, went by Steve Hall, Rocky Stone, of course, the executioner, Mm -hmm. as we have known him. Rocky uh, Stone. Rocky Stone. I like that. Um, Rocky Stone. Rocky Stone. <laughs> they kept the uh, comedy bit with the test of strength where yeah, Typhoon always puts up the wrong hand and the red tight gets upset and then yeah. the red tight tries to cheat but Typhoon's just so big that he can't that the uh, red tight's not hurting him and then Typhoon is just loving his gimmick right now. He's, he's having like, a blast. He's thank God I am not the Shockmaster. <laughs> I am I'm not, not Tugboat. <laughs> I'm not Tugboat. I'm a champion. I'm champion. I'm kicking ass over here. Mom's so we're, proud. We're loving it. Yeah. He absolutely loves his gimmick. Vince during this says next week the Disasters will defend their titles against either 
Money Inc. or the Nasty Boys. Yes, and uh, so, we get an answer to that, and then an M Night Shyamalan thing yes. happens. <laughs> so, this is going to be cool all night. This, this is this is the story, and you've been this, saying this is the story for like a month. This is like this, the only thing. This you're is what in. has made me want to watch this from week to week. If I was watching this when it actually aired. I'd be totally into this storyline. Like, who's it going to be? Who's number one contender? They're both under Jimmy Hart. He's telling them both. It's a, it's actually, it's a decent storyline. I like yeah. this one. You called this before it was even a storyline. Like, wait a minute, you got two bad guy teams, <laughs> one by Jimmy Hart, and a good guy team's now champion. And when Money Inc was champion, you were like, why isn't the Nasty Boys trying yeah. to fight them? They got the same end. Go back to those episodes, ladies and gentlemen. I know my shit. I'm the shit. Yeah, you were. <laughs> You were calling this months ago. That I didn't watch during this era, so it's not like I'm like pulling this out of my ass. Now, they do the splash in the corner, all the typical natural disaster stuff. We get the, the four guys squish, and yeah. then I think they went out of order. It usually is because, well, if you think about the natural, a natural disaster, like an actual natural disaster, you're going to have your earthquake before yes. you have your... Then typhoon. the typhoon, the tsunami yeah. happens. Yeah, tsunami happens, yes. And then, and, but they went out of order. I was right about that. I'm like, this is backwards. Yeah. They're screwing up so the finisher. Some, well, sometimes, they, you know, I guess it, it doesn't really matter because they want both guys to get the finish. They both want them to get that that pop. So maybe right. they just switch off. Which way do you want to go tonight? Yeah. You know, do you want to stick your junk in somebody's face there at the end earthquake? <laughs> He's like, yeah. Or do you want me to just pin him? Hey, you know what? <laughs> I started this and going to end it. It's gonna exactly. Be. I noticed with the pancake, Yes. Corner. This is the second time this has happened. And I don't understand how this even hurts because Earthquake comes running from the opposite corner while Typhoon is pinning the other two guys in the corner. But he doesn't pancake. He just jumps on Typhoon's shoulders. He jumps yes. up. He yeah. doesn't jump into. He jumps up. Yes. And it doesn't look like they move at all. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a lot of moves where they have two power guys try to do something together and it always looks weaker than if they didn't. Well, I'm wondering if, like, if they did the actual thing, maybe it would hurt them too much because that's a lot of weight. Who is Paul Ellering's uh, NXT team that would get everybody on their shoulders and then, like... The authors of pain. Yeah, they'd run them into each other, and it never yeah. looked like it hurt either guy before no. they slammed them. It's no. like they were toasting with the dude. Yeah. Ching, ching. Ching, ching. Boom. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of moves that just better on paper. Yeah. event center yes we are with mooney and this was one of the weirdest event centers i've ever watched yeah because uh, it's first of all it's a it's one promo they always do two yes they only did one for this one and it was hacksaw mm -hmm. who's not promoing anything with a public service announcement with a is with uh you know and now you know kind of uh <laughs> Yeah, Joe. No, yeah, knowing his half yeah. to battle kind yeah. of civic duty promo. It was. He's basically going to tell you to go vote for Clinton. There's no way that Vince <laughs> wants him to vote for Clinton. <laughs> Come on, tough guy. Vote for no, Clinton. There's there's no way. I mean, Linda ran as a Republican twice and was yep. a member of Trump's cabinet. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Well, you don't think they were Clinton fans there? I'm saying no. I'm just oh, okay. Saying. All right. Uh, but this is brought to you by Ica Pro. Certainly. 
I'm still hawking this stuff. Hey, it's you know what? Gradually died and disappeared, and we didn't even notice the death after being inundated week after week. Body stars. No body stars. Has not been on for quite a while. I think we're it in the just clear. Faded off into the foggy distance. Yeah. Never to be seen again. And I am not sad. No. I will not shed a tear. No. The quickest event center, weirdest event center of all time. Exactly. And Nails is out. Yes. Nails yeah. comes out for a match with uh, Scotty Zappa. I, I said Scott somebody because that's the yes. only thing I could hear. It Scotty Zappa? Scotty Zappa, and hold on because I forgot to look him up. Do you think after he got destroyed, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do some really experimental jazz. <laughs> I'm going to write about Joe's Garage. <laughs> so Scotty Zappa uh-huh. had 10 television matches mm-hmm. to his name and went under the name Scott Zappa and Scotty Zappa. That's it. Looks like he did some shotgun Saturday nights. Wow. Uh, he lasts that long? Yeah. In 99 and 2000. Hey. He did a WCW Saturday night taping in march march 1st of 2000 so right before they folded he was yeah, it's like a, a minimum of an eight-year career is on television 11 times yeah crazy yep that's what i got here all right we'll take it i'll go with it he's, he's persistent he's like yes I'm, just, I'm gonna get it there i'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna keep the nose to well, the grindstone cream's gonna rise to the top i'm gonna i'm gonna make it big well he didn't get too much in this match because there wasn't a match there was no match <laughs> there was no match mail tosses his ass out <laughs> right away yeah. Yeah, we we've seen this bit. They did this bit. Was it last week they did this bit? Or was yeah, it then we have ago? two two weeks in a row of nails. Yes, he's coming out to not really fight anybody, and just call Big Boss Man out. Vince saying that of course Big Boss Man is not scheduled to be at the ring at this point, so it's the same thing. And I'm listening to his voice. And mm-hmm. it sounds like not only is he trying to like make it as grainy sounding as possible, but if you listen really, really closely, it sounds like they have some kind of what's that thing called a um, vocoder. Yeah, like a vocoder sound effect that's mm-hmm. going out over the comm. Yeah, I don't know if they were doing it in post and only the TV people heard the weird distortion or if they mm-hmm. had some kind of filter on it live. But I never yeah. really thought this was somebody's real voice, even when they're no. doing the promos before you even saw his face like boss man i yeah. am coming out of jail and i'm gonna kill you you know yeah. and he always had the, the funky voice he's getting more into his act a bit first of all it looks like he gained weight over the last few couple weeks yeah he's, he's getting a little bigger but now he's doing things with the nightstick he's got like ticks and shakes and he's trying to be more menacing looking but i think they're pivoting off of boss man because yeah. You had it during the tour. We never really saw the blow off match ever. No. But now we're gonna start like a new new thing. Yes, we are gonna start a new feud with Nails. Of course they're still uh pushing him for Survivor series because we are gonna see a a blow off, we'll mm-hmm. call call it, uh with Nails and Bossman at Survivor Series. So I am, you know, looking forward to that match because Bossman's pretty hyped at this point. Uh, but as we come back from commercial, uh, Undertaker comes out for his match, which was supposed to be right after Nails' match. Yeah, the Undertaker doesn't care about what's going on in the ring. He's like, yeah. look, my call time <laughs> is 8.45, and I'm a professional, and if you don't have your shit together out in the ring, I'm coming out anyway. 
Yep. Because this yeah. happened before. Remember yeah. when, uh, was it Kama- Berserker or Kamala? One of I the two. I think it was Kamala. It's Kamala. He was still in the ring when The Undertaker came out. They were trying to fish him out of the audience. That was yes. it. He was trying to fish him yes. out of the audience. And then the Undertaker came out, and there was, and yeah. they were going to be opponents anyway. And you had the big, uh, you know, kind of a face-off. Yeah. So if we have learned nothing else, we learned that Undertaker is on time. He's punctual. Yeah. <laughs> he is a punctual man. <laughs> when death shows up, when it's time, he's yes, not. My my wrestling call is here. I am there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Paul he comes Bear out. has got my alarm clock set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bear is like, let's go. Yeah. He's a good manager. Bear gets some out. Gets yeah. his limo. <laughs> Checks into the hotel, and when yeah. it's time for him to go out to the ring, he's there. He is there. Yeah. Once so, time. yeah, the real deal is Nails is calling out the boss man again. I, I really wish he wouldn't because it just mm-hmm. makes the boss man look like he's scared of him because the boss man yeah. doesn't come out. No, he Apparently, he's not at this show, and yeah, if we don't see – so far, he hasn't been advertised. I haven't seen him in this week, last week, and he's not in the tune-in next week thing. Now, if this happened – last week as we say it did that means the people of winnipeg manitoba canada have seen this bit twice in one show like oh no (laughs) again with this he just keeps coming out and calling out the boss man he's like dude he wasn't here the last time (laughs) yeah it's like when we saw hunter hearst helmsley four times exactly my favorite line of nails is like the system doesn't work in the wwf so you're not protected anymore boss man like this is the only place where i can break the law legally yeah and later on they're like sarge is here to enforce the rules yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is like no that's why i'm here i don't have yeah. to follow any rules i'm I get not the- following rules but he says he's not leaving until Bossman comes out, and that's when the Undertaker shows up after the commercial break. And Nails doesn't leave. Undertaker's like, I gotta, I'm, I'm taking my hat off, and I'm gonna get in the middle of the ring, and I'm fighting somebody, and yeah. you're here, so I'm ready. You know, you're, you're on my call. <laughs> yeah, so, this is eight forty-five, and here we go. This is my mark. You're on it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nails has the nightstick and he's like pounding the nightstick in the Undertaker's face. And the Undertaker gives like no fucks about that. Yeah. <laughs> he could care less. He's barely moving during this yeah. whole thing. Meanwhile, Nails has a giant snot coming out of his nose, which was. I thought he was it, foaming at the mouth. Was well, he... that's what Vince calls it. He was foaming. Oh. At the mouth, but that was just a snot that had just run down his mouth. Which was disgusting. This is great because the Undertaker looks strong. He's not backing down the nails. Nails mm-hmm. isn't backing down to the Undertaker. He eventually is kind of persuaded out by Sergeant Slaughter, but he leaves not in a like a wimpy, cowardly way. Undertaker looks strong. Nails looks strong. Bossman looks like a punk. <laughs> At this point, they've pretty much lost the Bossman story because Undertaker is so over. Mm-hmm. But now everybody's interested in seeing Undertaker kick Nails' ass. Yeah. You know, they don't need Bossman anymore. <laughs> what I thought was pretty cool production, considering it's so new, is Nails backs out of the ring and is still facing the ring, so he's staring down the Undertaker the whole time. Eventually, mm-hmm. he turns around just to get backstage, and they flip the switch on the Tron when he turns around and shows the Undertaker's face. Yeah, giant head of the Undertaker just that, sitting there and it looks like he's staring at nails i thought that was really really cool yeah well done well now we're like 20 minutes in a 10 minute match <laughs> so the, yeah whoever the undertaker's fighting does not last long it's like choke slam tombstone yeah peace out 
Who's yeah, this Undertaker uh, is fighting Jason Helton. Okay. And I have nothing on Helton because it would have taken me longer to find information on him than this match lasted. Yeah, I could have been Jason Helton. Like, what do I got to do? <laughs> oh, he's going to slam me and then tombstone me. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. This match lasted exactly 41 seconds. Yeah, The Undertaker had to do much more work than this red tight because he had to like carry his ass back in the body bag. They do the body yeah. bag bit. This guy got an easy paycheck. Yes. Like, why is my envelope so light? You didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I get an autograph and a t-shirt? Is that, yeah. is that really the pay scale yeah, around easy. here? Easy. And, a, and an Undertaker towel. You know what, dude? You can keep the body bag. They're like, no, we need it next week. Oh, shit. He kicks the body bag after he's done, which uh, I I thought was interesting because, you know, when Nails is in there and he's kicking the crap out of Scotty Zappa... Mm-hmm. And Vince is all over him for that. And then after the match is over, Undertaker's attacking this dude in a body bag. And Vince is just like, ah, oh, ah, look at ah, that. Ah, look at that. <laughs> look at him. Look at him beat him. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I sense some bias there. Yeah. That's the, that's poor leadership. Show some, show some consistency. Yes. Yeah. That was two segments where nothing really happened, but everything happened. It was a story yeah. segment. We got story. That's what I had in my notes. I was like, we get a story. (laughs) Yay. Yeah, it's better than squash matches. It is. Um, Sometimes. We are in the event center for the second time, and we actually do get promos. Yes. We get our our first couple of promos here, uh, with the first one being the Beverly Brothers and And, uh, Fredo Macho. And Fredo Macho, the genius. Everybody says, and um, they're doing the ultimate heel thing. So I've decided because we're watching the the Peacock versions of these, so we're not getting the Boston feed anymore. So they're not touting anything coming up at Boston, obviously. Right. That when they have to do a traditional promo where it's not geared towards any city specifically, if you're a heel. Mm-hmm. your promo is basically going to be like we beat everybody and we can beat you right that's their he that's the heel thing whereas if you're a baby face you're thanking the fans you're thanking you're god going you're, you're going to the top that whole thing so that's that's their model as far as these general promos go. yeah they call out the entire lower mid card and yes. then also throw their head in the ring for the title yeah <laughs> so and, and whoever they book us with we're there <laughs> yeah well they i you already got that you got your asses handed to you at SummerSlam, beverly brothers so nah, they were undefeated know. yeah well, that, <laughs> wait a bit the beverly brothers lose all the time and remain undefeated <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing well they're undefeated in promos yeah Very i mean down. they were undefeated and we caught it we saw them be defeated <laughs> yes we saw them be defeated several times before they actually were defeated. Defeat doesn't stick to the Beverly Brothers. No. Um, <laughs> we get the Mary Had a Little Lamb Bushwhacker school promo for the second again. time. And I'm not yes. covering it again. No, go back in the archives. The first time. <laughs> you, can go, you can go listen to that one again, our, our rant on that. Yeah, so, moving on. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I didn't want to see it ever. Now yes. I got to watch it twice. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah, not happening. Perfect events. Announced that the Nasty Boys have been uh, anointed the number one contenders. 
Yes, and they do a quick little interview with the uh, Nasty Boys at this point, and Nasty Boys are saying that Jimmy did it again. Yes. You know? Now, this is interesting, because Jimmy ain't there. Exactly. Jimmy is not there. Jimmy's not there for this promo. But they were very proud, and they were very happy to have him as their manager, and they cut a quick little promo against the Disasters, how they're going to kick them all over the place and send them down to Nastyville and nasty-size them. <laughs> raincoat model coming out right after that rick martell is out in his raincoat which i don't understand this part of, like he went from tennis gimmick to raincoat gimmick yes so is he on like a monthly schedule now like for all of september he was in the tennis gear and for all of october he's in the raincoat gear so next month we're going to see him as the gobbledygooker i don't know maybe he's gonna model Ugly Christmas sweaters in the future. And, <laughs> it could be. Yeah, Something's well, coming here. I think they put a stop to him doing the strip tease with the raincoat because he was yeah. doing like a strip tease bit last time. This time he just takes off the coat. The hat works, man. He's got like this Indiana Jones fedora. He's like the rainmaker. I don't know. <laughs> he can pull it off. He can pull it off. He's good. Well, I mean, he's he looks like a model. I mean, everything about this thing works. Yeah. He is facing Butch Banks. Butch Banks has 15 televised matches to his name and went under some fun names here. Oh, hit it. We've got, we've got Butch Banks. Uh-huh. We've got Flying Tiger 2. What? Yes. <laughs> His Flying Tiger 2. Okay. I don't know where that one goes, but it, I wish he's great. Yes. Uh, he also called Hardcore Craig. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> and and last one, Wave Rider Craig. Oh, surfered him. <laughs> yeah, he must he must have been doing like Sandman's old gimmick or something like that. <laughs> I mean, when they when they throw a surfer on you, that's you you're doomed. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna make it too far. Oh, I no. hit him with the surfboard. Oh. So here's my thing. After watching the model, this this model match is great. Sometimes he does the cowardly match, and sometimes the model does the match where he lets the red tight basically beat him the whole match and then flips it on him at the end. Mm Because there's been model matches where he's on defense the entire time, and the the red tight gets all the offense. But this one, it's like model in full effect. Like, he Mm -hmm. looks... Like he's having a real, honest to God's good match. It wouldn't surprise me if this is the Red Tights tryout. Could be. But the match is awesome. I mean, I saw this thing. I'm thinking to myself, is Model the third best wrestler in the Federation right now? He's definitely up there. Because I made some notes on this as well. Because not only is he having a really good match with Butch Banks here, but he's also playing to the crowd Mm -hmm. really, really well. Like, he does all his heel gimmick stuff, and it really, it gets the crowd going in here. Like, he'll do a couple of moves. He hits him with a drop kick at one point and then starts taunting the crowd. Yeah, he, he does, he's he got, like, the whole, he's got the show. He's got the ability. I mean, who better than the model? He got, like, yeah. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Rick Martel, I think. I mean, Flair, yeah. maybe, but he, Flair... No, Flair is just Flair's really Flair. good at getting thrown around. Yeah. He's very good at selling for other wrestlers. Perfect's still not back. He'd be up there. Scott mm-hmm. Hall, maybe. Yeah. But he's on the Mount Rushmore right now of, of this show. 
yeah, this era of ninety two WWF, he's definitely up there as yeah, one of the best ones. He's awesome. I think he should be, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but he should be like in contention for like an intercontinental. He should be. He's like always doing lower mid card stuff, and he should yeah. be. He should be up there. I mean, he had the match with Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam, so yeah. I always thought he was better than what they gave him. He was yeah. good with his gimmick. He was good in the ring. He had a great look. He was big. And he can wrestle. Oh, he's also on Ica Pro. Oh, of course he is. Of course, most of this match, our commentators are not really talking about the match per se. They're just talking about a bunch of other stuff going on in the yeah. promotion. I mean, when the guys sucks. don't have a feud and they're just like good utility players, they talk about something else but if there's a story they'll actually stick around and talk about some story but my, i wrote down model puts 10 pounds of match in a five pound bag in this thing <laughs> this is great yeah. yeah i will give some props to butch banks on this one too so yeah this might have been like his tryout he, yeah. he did a good job we get the kids booing and we're into the survivor series report brought to you by our blow-off show yes coliseum home video rampage 92 mm-hmm. uh yes and we get gene back and he gives us a few new matches to look forward to for survivor series yes he starts with the main event and this kind of, this whole era kind of annoyed me mm-hmm. because you'd have the title out of the main event picture the title was in the middle the like the stars were bigger than the title and i always thought i don't know i'm a purist i think the the championship yeah. should end the show and be the last match and also the main event but no our main event is still warrior and Macho versus Flair and Ramon, and we get a promo from Flair Perfect and Razor. Yes, Flair Perfect and Razor just all doing their their usual thing. I, Razor just knows how to cut a promo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Razor. He's just got it. He's got it all down here. He's talking about like how their sunglasses are going to protect them from the likes of Slick Rick and the brutality of Razor Ramon. Rick Flair faked me out because he started yeah. talking like Edward James almost in uh, <laughs> uh, Miami Vice where he's just like really soft and mumbly and he's talking like this and I was like oh he's like dragging in the end. It's like you know it's usually he's like all coked up. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well it was a perfect cadence from what uh, Razor was doing because Razor's always down here yeah, man. And, and, and I'm always cooking from down here. And I think he was starting to lull Rick to sleep. Yeah, Rick's like, sleep. <laughs> and Rick had to bring it back up. And then he does. He's like, he does. Yeah. <laughs> right at the end of it. It was, yeah, that was, that was a good, good one. Yeah. yeah. He ramps it up. He's like, wait a minute. I'm not you. I'm Ric Flair. And I, and it's about money and it's about <laughs> girls. And it's like, oh, there he is. <laughs> and we're like, yes, it is Rick. It certainly yeah. is. 17 year old me agrees with you yeah. perfect's like pinching him in the back he's like trying to get him started he's pulling the, he's pulling the, the lawnmower cord behind him. Rick Flair's back I gotta start this promo and then we're gonna get the girls <laughs> you see perfect pull a giant toy key <laughs> I start winding him back up. Get the march of the toys in the background. Yeah, there we go. Now he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's up to it. We get a, another. It's not a replay. We're talking yes. the coffin match between Kamala and the Undertaker, and yes. it's still trying to explain what a coffin match is because this. I think this is the first one. This is the first one, and I don't think anybody really knows kind of how this is going to work like it's interesting because they're probably 
they probably haven't worked out the logistics of this match, like how it's going to work yet, but they, they have an idea. So they're just doing their best to uh, explain it without fully explaining it. So nobody really knows how this is going to work. We just know there will be a coffin involved. Yeah, I think after this thing, they're like, okay, they have to be pinned, put in the coffin, or they have mm-hmm. to give up and then be put in the coffin. And I think they're like, that is not as cool as trying to stuff the dude in the coffin to end the match. Yeah, and slamming the slamming it shut. Yeah, yeah, because it's already over. Once you pin the guy, he's already done. You gotta roll him in, or he springs back to life. You gotta pin him again. That's awkward. The whole thing. No. Is, nah, forget that. So this might be the last coffin match you ever see, but the casket match. The casket match is different. That's 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 where it is. <laughs> Call um, it a casket match. We can change the rules. Something that's coming up that he mentions that I remember to this day is the promos of the Undertaker building the coffin. They're going to start airing those next week. Where ah uh, yes, yeah, you're going you're to going, uh, the shack, to the, the coffin shack, coffin shack. Yes, <laughs> is that like Starbucks. Yeah, you try, <laughs> go to the drive-through. Yes. Throw a coffin in the back. Can I have a coffin, Grande? I mean, what size do you want? I'm like, I don't know. He's dead in here. He looks kind of big. He's like a 42 long. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's... Give me a venti. <laughs> Convenient. Yeah, exactly. Do you want whipped cream on that? No, oh. no whipped cream. No whipped cream. I need a pop cup. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> we also get the announcement of a couple of new matches. And some of these are intriguing. Of course, we kind of already knew... Because we had found out that Bret Hart would be facing Shawn Michaels for the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight title, which is interesting and Mm -hmm. very far in the future foreshadowing to have. Yes, I said five years too early. Yes, facing off in Canada. Yeah, but then we're also going to get the British Bulldog versus the Mountie. The the Mountie mentions a really. This is really good. The Mountie uh, says, "I was champion before, so you're Mm -hmm. getting some credibility because for the last." About a year, Mountie's been a joke. He's been a yeah. comedy routine. So he's like, no, no, no. I was IC champ, and I beat Brett for it. Mm-hmm. So just because you're IC champ and beat Brett, so have I. And I thought yeah. that was a pretty good promo from the Mountie. It was a good, yeah, it, good and it, it makes sense. And that's that's something that you didn't really hear in this era a lot. They didn't really bring back history, you know, feuds that they had in the past. It was more like, okay, I move on from this feud, and now I'm on to this feud. We don't talk about that feud anymore. But yeah, he brings it back. And it's like, okay. That yeah, makes like sense. why on earth for SummerSlam, the big main event with Macho versus Warrior, do you not mention that Macho screwed the Warrior out of the title yeah. and the Warrior retired Macho Man? Yeah. Like that never came up. It never came up once. I'm like, no. how do you get- these guys both hate each other for two very good reasons. Yes. <laughs> why wouldn't you bring this up? Well, because they're the built in feud. Yeah. <laughs> It writes itself. It does. It and does. Uh, card subject should change because uh, we got the main event that's going to change, but also this eight-man tag between the Disasters and the Bushwhackers versus Money mm-hmm. Inc. and Beverly Brothers. Bushwhackers aren't going to make the match. Nope. And this is the closest thing we have to a real Survivor Series match, but even then, it's quicker because yep. once you pin one guy, his partner has to go too. So it's kind of a half-assed yeah. Survivor Series match. It didn't make sense to me, and that's it, that's one match I think I'm I'm not going to have too many notes on when we get to that eventually. <laughs> it's our Survivor Series report right now, right? Yeah, we did get a couple of promos from Brett and Sean. Yeah, Sean wants to be well. Ric Flair. Yeah, Sean's much. like limousines and girls, and I'm like, 
Flair's like, what the frig, man? You've already bitten off Rick Martel. Now you I know. Flair's giving to I have the fear of a black hat dropped. You're all ready for this. <laughs> I mean, it gets real ridiculous when people trying to bite your style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Brett's promo, on the other hand, knowing what we know happens mm-hmm. five years in the future, I kind of like every word I'm kind of hanging on, like seeing if that would apply to what happens five years in the future. Yeah. And he's just like, we know that you're a great wrestler, but there's one thing you got to ask yourself. Are you going to be good enough? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how he ends it. I don't think so. Brett had, he had a good luck, good for all seasons. Everybody loved him, no matter what age. He could wrestle. So those are the two of the three things you need. The third thing was that like charisma promo, and he was like a B minus. <laughs> like yeah, he yeah. just is good yeah. enough. Yeah, not quite. Well, forgive him. He didn't really come into that. Like, I thought he was a much better promo as a heel. He was, because he got to be bitchy Brett. Yeah. Instead of, oh, shucks, I'm I'm the best, and I'm going to yeah. try my hardest. And Yeah, yeah that just didn't work for him. Uh, oddly enough, if uh, spoiler alert, during this match, and you can see why everything happened five years later in the match brett does a super kick followed by a side suplex and hevner rings the bell <laughs> before the pin. oh okay yeah you know that's that. how that's going down <laughs> yeah. now we know what happened that's right shango comes out with the entire box of gimmicks everything and a bag of tricks <laughs> shango is facing victor reed Right. who has three matches to his name oh. under the names of Victor Reed and Victor Reeves. <laughs> three matches, two names. Three matches, two names. That's okay. Yes. Uh, perfect and Vince are talking anything but this match. Yeah. I said the red tight has negative offense. <laughs> like he, he doesn't even move his arms from his sides. Yeah, Victor doesn't give us too much on this. Shango just beats on Reed during this while Perfect and Vince are talking Brett Sean. It's a shame because there's such a turn to make Brett champ that Shango's left in the dust. They already had the WWF magazine, which is the picture in picture, with mm-hmm. a Shango article about cursing the hitman. And nothing's going to come of all that. So Shango is here trying to do this match, which he's imagining that Vince and Perfect are going to be like pushing him versus Brett in the commentary. Mm-hmm. But we have to move on from that. Like it doesn't, yeah. there's nothing well, here for him. I'm wondering if, okay, was the Shango Brett thing just for house shows? Because if it wasn't, why didn't they just do that at Survivor Series? Because they were building the story. Shango for the title. Yeah. Yeah, why not? There was already that built-in story. So unless they were just using that as a house show loop, Mm -hmm. you know, while they were building up towards Survivor Series, it doesn't make sense how they do the pivot and go to Sean. Do you think Brett's like, I'm working Sean. I'm not doing voodoo. Yeah. (laughs) Forget that. That could be it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Brett had any love for this feud. No, no. He did not like this feud at all, if you want to even call it a feud. I, I almost want to read his book, his bitter book, the Bret yes. Hart bitter book. Bret Hart whiny book, yeah. And see if there's a chapter like, and then they put me with the fucking voodoo guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. And I didn't want to puke out soup or get set on fire, so I just no-selled the whole thing, and luckily I was made champion. I never had to fight him. Yeah. Yay. The stick the promo chapter. was back at the end. Yes. He likes his gimmicks, man. He That was, that was a fun one. 
they show some kid right after that it's just like hmm, that's that's pretty cool yeah that's the problem there's with no it. reaction whatsoever stick pyro gets a pop he shouldn't do anything that gets people like yay yeah like everybody loves fireworks people are gonna clap a firework so you should it should just be like some i don't know like the smelly incense works great no <laughs> yeah we all like the smelly incense yeah everybody's getting caught yeah that's good. the audience is like Every, yeah yeah that's getting that. them cheers too Papa yeah, Shango. Drop, it, drop it from the ceiling man <laughs> yeah shango might be a face character exactly my head is wrong yeah that's when they do their run in jamaica <laughs> yeah people in the audience are gonna be like no man use this well since we got nothing to uh promote here the tag team championship match is promoted for next week mm-hmm. and we are in the event center for event center three yes event center back with mooney and we do get a couple of final promos here one from the non-existent skinner yeah. who we haven't seen for a while no i think the last uh, because time we of- saw his boss man match that yeah, the last time we saw Skinner? apparently he's been hunting. Oh, okay. So he's it's hunting season <laughs> in the Everglades, and you can hunt everything, uh, according to Skinner. So, but one of his favorites to hunt is the alligator, and now it's time for him to hunt champions. I don't think he's going to be no. hunting any champions nope. anytime soon. Nope, Skinner. Nope. But that goes along with my heel promo. He's been hunting everybody. He's apparently beaten everybody even though we haven't seen that right and now he's going to start hunting champions yeah if i'm like Dwayne gill and barry horowitz and jimmy powers i'm like yeah why can't i just be skinner yeah let me beat jimmy powers yeah <laughs> but lose to everybody else because that's skinner's job he yeah. he can beat a red tight but that is it that's it if another guy's got a name he's, he's counting the lights exactly promo two is your favorite oh it's my Tatanka. goodness pontificating tatanka yes and i and i've got this one all right translate i mean there's nothing to translate here i just like to do the tatanka promos because (laughs) they're tatanka promos and he's all over the place like this so makes me want to get a cameo from tatanka hey and i want him to how much did chris chavez cost i'll look it up while you do this i think it was like 40 bucks something like that so if it's if it's around there that might be that might be coming your way my friend <laughs> but anyway, no, I don't want it to go from <laughs> You just wait. You might get one. Oh shit! Uh, Tatanka wants to thank all the great chiefs and great spirits for the wisdom that you have given me, and I also want to thank all the World Wrestling Federation fans and all the little Braves out there for the great support you've shown me, and Tatanka wants to also state that his great Native American nation not only stands for all natives, but for all people that have been put down. Mm. And and I also want to say that every time that I'm in the area where there are little kids, I'm thinking, where's this one going? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I must stay 50 feet away (laughs) by court order. (laughs) If I have the opportunity to go out there and meet you i will and any indian reservation to have the opportunity to meet all the great native americans i will make it every effort to be there support tatanka and thank you again great fans hmm. tatanka i forget when we did our game 
But Tatanka yeah. is now running 110 bucks for a cameo. Oh, no. It might be a little pricey. I don't think I, I, I might be able to spot 40, but I don't think I can talk my wife into paying 100. No, no one. Think, honey, <laughs> honey, can I get Tatanka? Who? Who? <laughs> the toy truck? Like, no, no. Buffalo, no, no. No, no, no. $110? No. that is it it's over yes did you like the episode fan yeah well there was a lot of focus on um brett perfect was bringing a lot of brett up uh there was a lot of focus on ultimate war and uh macho man going into their match so it just seems like okay now we're starting to get into the filler episodes the only thing that i really really liked about this episode was the parts where they didn't have that much wrestling and that mm-hmm. the, the storyline between nails and undertaker starting to bubble there that was the part that i was most intrigued by yeah um, i think with superstars most of the time you're not going to get wrestling you're gonna get guys squashing another guy so the story ones are the ones you remember yeah exactly there was some good matches here i thought the um the rick martell match uh was a good one we didn't get too much out of the undertaker we didn't get anything out of the nails or undertaker match Mm -mm. but that that was probably the juiciest story of the night yeah we got a little bit out of the shango match but that was still short talk about like major like squash matches just the crush match and the shango match were uh, and the undertaker match they're all like real quick squash matches yeah so that made uh, the, the model match was my match of the night mm-hmm. yes mine as well my red tie of the night i dedicate to all the unknown red tights because these guys oh. didn't get a single they got like <laughs> no love there's only one dude with a lower third and yeah. everybody else i had the i didn't know their names just you blinked and you missed them, them. no yeah. they didn't list any of them they're the un is the night of the unknown red tight we will sit them in the, the tomb of the unknown red type. The tomb of the unknown red type. Like they should yeah. like rewrite the lyrics to the Fall Guy song. <laughs> um, the unknown you, red type. Uh, <laughs> uh, next week's huge. Literally. Week it is literally 505 pounds of huge. Yeah. Uh, Yokozuna. Debut. Making his debut. His Very nice. WWF debut next week so they are really really i mean this is this is the age of the big guy you've got the natural disasters you've got crush you've got yokozuna they're really starting to push a lot of these bigger dudes yeah meanwhile brett's the champion and in our modern age we have like champions that don't weigh more than they're like under 200 pounds like yeah daniel bryan under 200 pounds yep and you know these guys if you're not 300 you can't compete with these dudes. No, no, not at all. So we got Tatanka. We got Sean. Yep. We're going to interview Flair and Razor. Yeah, we're going to get an interview there. And then we're going to have the tag team title with the Nasty Boys versus the Natural Disasters. Yeah, we get a promo from the Disasters. Yes, we get a promo from the Disasters who just said, you know, bring it. You, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to get these. And then we're going to get a promo, which is weird because we just had we had a promo from the Nasty Boys, but we have a yeah. promo. And during that promo, no Jimmy Hart. No. Now we have a promo with Jimmy Hart. Yes. Swerve. <laughs> 
He sees dead people, Than. <laughs> yes. He is wearing his Money Inc. jacket. Mm-hmm. And he says that Money Inc. is going to get the title shot and not the Nasty Boys. So once You've been again, Shyamalan! Oh, no! <laughs> no. That's Wait, right. Bruce Willis is dead. Oh, <laughs> Bruce is dead. Oh, no. That's right. Mr. Glass was the bad guy. Everything uh, was connected. Swing away, Merrill. Yes. So we're going to finally see, I'm guessing, the money shot of this feud next week. <laughs> if, if if money comes out, if money comes out, there's there's going to be some shenanigans there, I'm sure. All right, here's my uh, prediction: money in comes out, nasty boys comes out after them with a what the fuck? <laughs> hey, they're going to hey. be coming out doing the Bret Hart gimmick. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> why? Yeah, they spoil the money ink match. I think that's what's yeah. going to happen. Okay, All right. that's my prediction, and that's how they All that's right. their face turn. They spoil the money ink match. I like that prediction. Mm-hmm. we'll see I like that prediction alright that'll be good well sign right. our Undertaker that was a good one and Sean Michaels has left the building <laughs> <laughs>